It is 10 a.m. in New York, 4 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 9 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Exit Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Straight talk. That's what I promise you. I am committed to highlighting aspects of our globally mobile lives that we're just not talking about. We've just completed an amazing series on intergenerational wisdom, focusing on what happens when women learn from other women across the generational lines. I promise to share more on that as we go, but for now we're going to turn our attention to topics that zoom in specifically on our globally mobile lives, specifically those that do not get enough attention. So this episode kicks off a five-part series highlighting topics that are either too little known, taboo, or simply behind the curtain. I'm kind of doing the opposite of what some marketing specialists might recommend, you know, talk about what's popular. But no, not this time. Because what gets overlooked can be powerful for those who are impacted. Because I want you to know that you're not alone. And I want you to have the resources that you need at your fingertips that you didn't even know existed. So to get us started today, let's look at a situation many families get in that feels like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I know you know that feeling. The worst is when you feel like you know what you want, but you're stuck between two seemingly conflicting needs, especially when you are trying to pursue your work, raise kids, and live abroad. You know what I'm talking about. You want to stay in the country that you love and meet your child's unique learning needs. You want to keep your youngest daughter in school that she adores, and you want to help your oldest pursue her dream of professional basketball. You want to be there to support your aging parents when they need you the most, and you want to keep your kids on track in school. You want to accept that job abroad and offer your children stability. It's like you see the big picture, but you're missing a puzzle piece to make it happen. And that piece is often tied to our children's education. And that is exactly why I have invited two experts in education onto Expat Happy Hour today. So it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Chase Eccleson, the Chief Learning Officer at Verona Learning Partners, and Julie Taylor, the Headmaster of the Bridge School, with us today on Expat Happy Hour. So thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having us. We are so happy to be with you today. Thanks, Sunday. I need to brag on you guys a little bit, and I'm going to tell a little bit more about what you do, and then I'm going to let you take over and help us understand um, your expertise that could really add value to the globally mobile families. The first thing I want to say is we all met, I think right around lockdown last year, 
Um, and your company, the combination of Rhino Learning Partners and the Bridge School reached out to me because you really wanted to deeply understand the challenges mm -hmm. of expat life. And I just wanted to give you kudos for that because I know a lot of organizations that work with globally mobile families, but they are not as committed as your organization was to really understanding uh, your community. So I just wanted to say that's amazing. And that is why I've actually asked you to join me today because I learned so much when we were working together um, that I thought, hey, <laughs> more people need to know this because I see these challenges all the time happening with the the women that I work with, with the ones on expats assignment, with accompanying partners, that people are often stuck in that double bind and actually the ironic thing is that there are solutions for challenges that they think are not solvable. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Sunday, so much. I, I agree. I think that the time um, we were able to really understand the mobile market and understand the problems that mobile families are having across the world. And I think that with the pandemic, when we first met last year, it really took education in a tailspin along with the entire world. And what was maybe um, a taboo or not widely accepted is, is online education or fully virtual um, schools has now become something that was born out of necessity. And many schools had to improvise and pivot on the fly uh, while, you know, the bridge school and the bridge school students were able to continue learning and not have that gap. And so it's been such an incredible learning experience this year. Well, I want to sort of bring in the audience for a second when they're thinking, okay, online learning, I probably are, people are probably really sick of hearing the word online learning right now <laughs> because yeah. so many uh, schools were unprepared and you've been doing this for decades, <laughs> right? So the parents have been feeling the brunt of unprepared schools having to pivot, right? And and yeah. thankfully your students didn't have to do that. Can you help um, our audience understand what are the unique problems that expat families face that you solve? Right. Well, we understand that that expat and mobile families, when they are living abroad in other countries, many times um, they want to be able to allow their students to get into the culture of that country. We understand that. They want to dive into that school. So we know that we, as an online option, we're not the, the choice for every family, and we're not trying to be the choice for every family. But we too, like you said, we know that there are some problems that that expat families face. And some of those problems are where there is a fly-in, fly-out family member, and they are home for a short amount of time, and the children are faced with um, having to go to school while one of their parents is home short, for a short time. And one of the things that we offer that's fantastic is that we allow our families to take a short break within their semester. They can take a two to three week break while their family members are all together. And then they can jump back into their semester after their, their parent has flown back out. So that's one of the ways that we're able to help solve some of those expat issues. Yeah, fly in, fly out is a really big deal. And I know that there are some people who are working. I know I, I learned about fly in, fly out life when I was in uh, Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso with the mining community. So I 
I'm sure there are some listeners here who hear fly in, fly out, and they are sick to their stomach because they, they get sick of it. But so yeah. what you're saying is so families who are fi- feeling like um, the the continuity that their in-person school currently offers mm-hmm. doesn't allow for those unique windows when other family members come in in person. So that's a unique, uh, unique approach I didn't even know about. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is oftentimes what we see. And, and, and we also see families um, that, you know, the the family member, the parent might be wanting to take a, a job in another country, but there might not be strong school system in the country that they are wanting to move to. And that's limiting their career choices. And so partnering up with an online virtual school allows the student to get a quality accredited uh, education while living in an area that might not be able to provide that type of uh, top-notch education. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Um, And that would also help companies with recruitment, I think, Um, if they're having a hard time getting the right people for those jobs. um, That would be a great way to, to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, we've actually, uh, Chase and I have actually uh, worked a little bit with a few um, recruiters, global recruiters, on allowing uh, parents to find these types of options and not just the local options. So that is definitely something that um, if you if you have that as, a, as something that's in your wheelhouse to talk to an HR recruiter, find out what options are available also, and not just the local options. I'm also thinking about binational families, right? Like I have clients who are living locally, I don't know, let's say East Africa. And one of them is, let's say, American. The other person is Tanzanian. And they want their kids to um, have an education that would prepare them to go back to the U.S. They want their kids to be raised dual culturally, and they're already living in Tanzania. But that would be another option um, for binational families to have that duality of education. So they're prepared to go, let's say, to a university. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we actually provide our students with an American-based diploma. And what's really neat about that is we have international students, we have um, American students. And so we have students who have very recently applied to American universities and been accepted. And we have students who have been accepted to universities in Spain and France and Holland. So that's fantastic when you're looking at where you want to go or where your students want to go after high school. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And Sunday, I think there's a really important note to make here. When families are looking for an international school, it's really important to consider things like accreditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really important to look for things like if, if you're a you know, sports student, look for NCAA eligibility if you're planning on coming to the States to play you know, higher level sports. Uh, but there's different pieces that, that families should definitely be looking into when making that decision. Mm-hmm. Say more. Like, what are some factors that people need to be thinking about? Well, they definitely need to be thinking what the overall experience is going to be like. So, for instance, one of the, the things that we have learned through our time with you and, and with these global mobility recruiters, um, there's a lot of different options when it comes to international schools. Some families are looking for that, you know, big, beautiful old building and 
the students are in their classes with their, you know, three, five, six hundred students, um, and, and all the extras that come along with that, the extracurricular activities, the camps that happen throughout the summers, uh, and, and that might be something you want to look at for your student. Some families, however, are looking for a little bit more flexibility. You know, when you look at why people choose to be expats, one reason is they want to go and experience the world around them. They're in a new country. They've got new foods. They've got new museums. They've got all these great things. and They want to go experience that. And so you might want to look for a digitally based program that really allows that flexibility to go and to do these things perhaps during the day when other students are in their brick and mortar schools. Mm-hmm. I would never say there's one school that's the right fit for every family, but there is a right fit for every family if you know how to go look for right. it. And like you said, it's not for everybody, but it was important to me um, to share this because I don't think this is an option that a lot of people know about. And I want to just really make sure if I haven't said it already that there's, we, I have no affiliate relationship with, with the Bridge School of Rhino Learning Services. I want... Um, I just wanted to share this because I have seen, I'm thinking of three or four personal cases in the last year in my community where people were really stuck between a rock and a hard place. And every single Mm -hmm. time I'm like, Hey, did you guys know about this option? Because this could help your, your struggle. And can we talk about something that we, that I think is, I'm going to say the elephant in the room, international schools are expensive and If your job situation changes and you are now in a position where you're expected to pay for the international school privately, it can be really prohibitive. Not everybody has access to corporate support or governmental support or whatever it is to afford international school education. Um, Or they did and something changed. And now they're, they're forced with this situation of like, do we have to find our way back to our home country, which maybe they haven't even lived there for 12, 15 years, or can we stay where we're at at least until the, the shock dissipates, right? Whatever life situation has happened that they've lost that connection through the corporate organization or government organization. Um, and it's an opportunity because it's a lot more affordable than a classic brick and mortar international school. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so Sunday, I remember um, shortly after uh, we met, and I think you were almost in a situation with your own children where you didn't know if you were going to get back to Africa in time for their school to start, mm-hmm. right? right? So there's, there's been situations where because of travel or because of job loss, like COVID, you know, we know that families have lost jobs because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so because of those situations, you are exactly right. Sometimes even if there is a viable school solution in a certain area, it can be really expensive. And if you have lost that job, you might not be able to afford it. So I agree 100%. Right. And it's, it is scary. I remember because when you were saying that, my eyes were darting left and right, left and right, left and right, because it made me think about that decision process we were going through. Like, what if we can't get back? What if they're not going to go online? What if? And no, and mm-hmm. we could have sent our kids to a local um, Swiss school, but then it would be a completely different education system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would have to, I mean, even though they speak Swiss German, they would have to um, 
now get used to being in a Swiss German dominated school environment and then learn math and all those other things in high German. And they would have been completely smashed for six months with that overwhelm. Right. And that sort of temporary solution. And my heart just races when I think about that, that would have been put, that would have put my kids under really undue stress. Yeah. That makes a difference. Well, as, as educators, one of the things that is really unfortunate uh, from my perspective, I'm sure I'm, I can speak from Julie on this as well Is throughout the COVID situation, we've seen one of the biggest most quickly removed benefits from expat packages has been that education allowance for the students. Mm. And this is a a real problem that a lot of people are dealing with right now. That was one of the first things that they stripped out of the package. And so now the question is, how do we pay for this? How do we ensure that our students still get a great education? Mm -hmm. And that is one of the benefits, I, I believe, of digital education is there's no buildings that we have to pay for. There's there's no facilities costs. Now, sure, there are a lot of costs from our perspective on the back end because you still have to have server space. You still have to have all the infrastructure in place. And I think, Sunday, what, what is different between what a truly intentionally built digital program looks like versus what everyone else out there that's throwing a digital program together last minute out of necessity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I like to call that uh, emergency distance learning. That's not true digital learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're completely different. Having a, a curriculum that's built and it's rich with media and exciting things happening throughout the school day versus looking at a PDF all day. You know, th- these are very different things. Right. Um, but the the benefit of a digital program is without the cost of those buildings and things, the cost is reasonable. It's something that people can actually afford to get into, right. which is great for families that are going through unprecedented times uh, and oftentimes stress related to the financials of lost jobs and lost packages and all those kind of right. things. And abrupt transitions, unexpected transitions, yeah. right? And here's the thing. I, we've been through a couple unexpected transitions and I have a 100% location independent job. So for me, I'm cool. My husband, if he has to stay back somewhere, I can solo parent the kids. But it's like, where do they go to school, right? The education is is the biggest factor for families. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my gut instinct. When When you are in those abrupt transitions, you want to make sure that education remains consistent. You know, I learned a lot too when we were working together about students with really unique I'm going to say unique needs like ballerinas and basketball players, people, you know, children who are really excelling in sports and parents want to support that career choice, but mm-hmm. it's hard to do both. So can you say more about that? Cause that was brand new for me. And I know there are people in my audience who have that situation. Absolutely. We actually have a really high population of student athletes. Uh, We partner with a couple of um, sports leagues. So one being the the Houston Ballet and another being a basketball league in Ireland, uh, where these students are looking for professional careers in their future in sports. And their training schedule is sometimes 60 hours a week in the peak seasons. 
And so we partner up with these schools and we allow the students to do school when they're able to fit it into their training schedule. We don't have set days and hours where they have to be at school. So this allows them on their their downtimes or during the day, they can spread it out through all seven days a week if they wanted to and just do, you know, bite-sized pieces throughout the week. They can focus on just two courses at a time if that helps them stay focused instead of the the standard six course load. Um, But then similar to what we can do for uh, those fly in, fly out families, um, when the the ballet company is in their peak season and and they're getting ready to perform the nutcracker, you know, for two weeks straight, they can take a break in their schooling when they are at that peak and then come back after that season is over and dive back into their schoolwork when they're not in those 50 to 60 hour work weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is really great thing. And, you know, Verano specifically, so Chase has a lot of different ways that Verano can partner with existing schools in a similar way. And maybe Chase wants to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Verano Learning Partners. We're a nonprofit, uh, an education nonprofit based out of the state of Arizona here in the U.S. And one of the things that we really value is creating partnerships that meet the needs of students right where they are. So as Julie mentioned, we have some performance partnerships, we have some sporting uh, partnerships, but you know, through the Bridge School, we've able also been able to create a partnership with the Island Academy down in Roatan. And, you know, Sunday, I'll, I'll be happy to volunteer to go down and visit them anytime <laughs> they need. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we, we also partner with other schools. So one of the things that we found, and Sunday, this has come out of a, a, in our notes, you gave one line about digging into what other schools are going through. And we started digging into that. And we realized through the COVID situation, a lot of these expat families had to be repatriated back to their home country. Mm-hmm. And through that, these big, massive, beautiful schools that were once filled to the brim with students, in many instances, are half capacity right. of what they used to be the year before, maybe less. That's terrible. And so it, it is, it just, it hurts my heart to think of these beautiful facilities and these wonderful staff members without the students to support them financially. Right. And one of the benefits of, of Verano Learning Partners, which is an education nonprofit, we want to go and partner with them and say, hey, we've been doing digital education for 20 years. We didn't just throw this uh, together last minute last year. How can we help you? Mm-hmm. And if that means, you know, we just help you with a digital program with the intentionally designed infrastructure, curriculum, whatever it might be, you know, we are so happy to be able to do something like that. And there's just not a lot of people out there that have those pieces in place to help schools out. And that's really our heart is how do we just get everyone through the next year or two, right. you know? So not only you're, mm-hmm. you're supporting families, but you're also trying to support international schools to scramble <laughs> through this, this pandemic. We've talked about a couple full-time options, um, but here's something I find really interesting. A lot of my clients, we're working on something completely different together, but what I hear in our conversations is the, the things on their mind that are related to their family, like their senior in high school needs to have help with the SATs or uh, ACTs, or they're from a totally different culture, but they, they're 
student, their son or daughter wants to go to an American university or they need tutoring on something and they're not, they might be who knows where on the planet and they're struggling to get the support that they need for their student. Um, and so these are things I hear in passing. It's not what they bring to coaching. It's just kind of side things I hear. So I'm curious, do you do anything that is not a full-time support, but can actually help parents with these, ah, these like annoying things that weigh on a family and just add extra stress? Mm -hmm. Oh man, Sunday, I've got two uh, girls that are graduating this year. And I will tell you, it has been stressful. (laughs) And then last year with COVID, um, the ACTs and the SATs got got canceled last year. So for for my girls, they're going into these applications and it's totally based on their grades and their volunteers and their uh, essays that they're submitting for their applications. Mm. Um, So Yes, absolutely. We do offer part-time options with our with our school that do help meet some of these needs. Um, you might be in a really great school, but they're not offering either AP courses that you might be interested in or honors level courses that look really good on a transcript when you are applying to a, a college. And so the Bridge School does offer both honors and AP level courses. Additionally, we partner with um, some some uh, folks that are at other entities that help with that college and career counseling. So we have many partners that help with the tutoring aspect, help with the college essay writing, uh, that whole process. Now, they don't sit down and write the essay for your student, obviously, but they do review it. They they know what the uh, colleges and universities are looking for. So they can help with your outline. They can help proofread and look through that. Um, And then talk to you about what your goals are for your future and what you can be doing now to set yourself up for those goals. I find that interesting because those are things parents could talk to their kids about the goals and their future, but it's, I know it's going to look very different, right? Like if you sit together with your, you know, 17 year old, they're going to talk to you much differently than if they talk to a neutral third party. Um, yes. So I, I love that, that value. Something else is coming up for me. I'm curious, can you speak a little bit to the international side? I'm guessing, so because I have a a U.S. background, um, this would be really seamless to go to a U.S. university. But what if you're coming from, I don't know, South Asia and you're not a native speaker, but you have high level English competencies to be able to attend online learning? Does this also work for people who are outside of, let's say, an American education context? It, it does, Sunday. So we do have families, we have students that are in China, we have students who are in Honduras, we have had students in uh, South Korea. So we do have students all across the globe. And, you know, I think that what is important is what you're talking about is that they do have that very high level of, of English uh, fluency, they're able to speak and write in English. Now we have teachers who are working with those students. And if there's pieces that they are not understanding, they're helping with them. And so it is like the, a dual immersion kind of thing where they're learning about math, but they're also learning English through it, right? They're, they're learning through that course. Um, now when it comes to the university piece of it, 
Some universities are requiring that students take an English fluency exam if they are not native speakers. Mm -hmm. So that is something that some universities I have seen require. Um, But if you are grabbing and getting a a U.S.-based diploma like what we offer, um, the application process to the U.S. schools are pretty seamless. Now, for those students that I was talking to you about before where um, they are applying to international universities, uh, we've had to do things like provide our scope and sequence to the universities. We've had to get um, some documents that have been notarized and sent to their embassies. So we're pretty fluent in that process and we're able to help the students, no matter if they're going to a, a international university or if they're wanting to go to an American university. Hmm. I think that's cool. I I mean, this is why I brought you guys out because I'm just seeing people struggle and now I know about you and I wish I wish more people knew about you a year ago when they were struggling through this, right? Um is there anything that we're missing that we've talked about that that we should know about in terms of problems that you can solve for globally mobile families or do you feel like we've touched on the main things? I would say there's probably one more area that we haven't talked about that's probably pretty important, specific to the people listening right now. When you think about, you know, the educators, we call it the COVID slide. And the fact that because, you know, so many schools last year, last spring, when everything shut down, they just said, okay, whatever your grade was as of mid-March, that's what your grade is for the semester. Uh But what that means is that those students didn't get the remainder of that content Mm -hmm. to finish out the school year. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the fact that so many schools either didn't open or partially opened or they threw together some kind of uh, digital program for this school year. Uh, Or, you know, one thing that we've been dealing with a lot and hearing about is well, my kid had to quarantine for two weeks and then came back and then had to quarantine for two weeks and then came back and then had to quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> there's just, there's a lot of missed learning that has happened over this last year. And I would say, you know, for the kindergartners, you're missing a big portion of how to read and, and how w- letters work together. And you get up into the high school, you're missing these pieces that are so elemental and foundational, specifically mm-hmm. once you get to that college level. Mm-hmm. Um I think that people need to know about digital solutions for this summer. There, there's the Bridge School offers, and I'll let Julie talk about it. But how, how do we get our students the right foundational blocks that they probably missed or missed parts of over the last eighteen months? Mm-hmm. Julie, why don't you talk about the summer school options and the the benefits from it? You're exactly right, and and I think um, I think Time Magazine their headline coming up is the lost year. And they're talking about education and how students have now pretty much lost a a year's worth of learning across the globe. Um, And so we do offer summer school where students can take the courses that either that they're interested in just to keep them active and engaged, or they can take courses where they maybe took and they technically passed the course, but that course builds on another course. So they want to retake it just so that they can get that understanding. Um, And so we offer lots of uh, those types of options. We offer uh, recovery credit options for our high school, but then we also offer um, 
accelerated credits for students who might not have felt like they lost learning this year and they want to get ahead in their learning. So they might want to take some of their courses, um, elective credits during the summertime so that during next school year, they can focus in on their core courses. Mm, I see. I didn't even think about that. And like you said, it's not every family is going to be looking for that, but those families that are now, you know, and it could, what I love about that is that if you were to stay back somewhere because you need to do some makeup work or get ahead, whatever your student's context is, this allows you to um, maybe go and be with your family if you can fly and see that those faces that you missed um, at the same time. So that's so interesting. Thank you so much. Like I said, I think I learned as much as you did uh, while we were working together And it's not for everybody, but for those who are facing those challenges, it's a great opportunity to know about. Um, So if people want to learn more about the Bridge School or Verona Learning Partners, where can they find you? For the Bridge School, they can find us at uh, thebridgek12.org. And Chase, I'll let you give the information for Verano. Yep. You can find Verano at verano.org. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to have that in the show notes as I normally do. Julie and Chase, thank you so much for for sharing that. Like I said, this is absolutely, we have no affiliate relationship together. I just wanted to get the word out because, because you care so much and because you've invested so much in understanding the challenges. And there are challenges that I see happening all the time. But when you're in crisis, the last thing you're going to do is Google the entire internet to try to find that one missing piece. <laughs> so I hope I have fast-tracked that for some people who are out there and are really struggling because um, that would that would mean the world to me. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Chase. It's been such a pleasure having you on Expat Happy Hour. Thanks so much. All right. You have been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I hope that you have learned something new today. And if this isn't for you, if you are in a different position with your own um, little learners, maybe you have a friend who is stuck in a rock in a hard place (laughs) and this might be the key for them. Uh, So go ahead and check it out. They're they're really wonderful over there at the Bridge School in Verano. So thank you very much for listening to Expat Happy Hour. I would leave you with the thoughts of Ricardo Salinas Pliego. Sometimes big problems are best solved with lots of small and creative solutions. Um. <laughs>